0: Welcome to the grace chapel podcast thank you for tuning in we're so glad you're here before we get started we want to remind you of the importance of being connected into a local church body podcasts are a gift from god but are meant to be supplemental and not substitute or replace the gathering of the saints in worship in the word with that being said we pray that this teaching would bless you equip you and encourage you in your walk with christ
1: All right. Well, this is a special Sunday. It's something we do about once a year. Usually we do it right here in January, early January, mid January, late January. I think one year we rolled all the way into February, but somewhere early in the year. And I always struggle with what to call it. You know, my heart is that this just feels like a family gathering this morning. That's my heart. And so. You know, I've used state of the church address, yearly update, vision Sunday. Like there's all those words and they all carry stuff with them. Man, here's the deal. We want to celebrate what God has been doing. We want to talk about some things that we think are coming um, because we submit our future into his hands. And so that's what we're going to do together this morning. Um, So there will be some details that we'll get into along the way. And I just want to say up front... I'm just going to try to guide us through kind of three main sections this morning as we talk about our local church body, um, then organizations outside of us, missions that we just support, people that we love uh, and stand with. And then finally, kind of just an update on finances and the building and all of that. That's the direction that we're heading in. Um, And for some folks at the end of this, you might go, wow, that was a lot of information. For other people, there might be areas where you go, I wish he had talked a little more about that or given a little more detail. So I just want to say, this is kind of the best version of details that we can give this morning. Um, And there's, man, there's an open door. Like we want to keep you guys in the loop on what's happening. And so if you leave this morning with questions, circle back. Um, If you leave this morning feeling overwhelmed with the details, we record this. And so you can listen again if you want to catch something that you've missed. I think we've even talked about, like we don't often post the video of the service online because we want to promote the gathering of the body together. I think we're going to post the video this week for people who miss. You can really see the slides and hear our heart and all of this. So, all right, much to get to. So let's jump into this. Really, really briefly, I just, I always want to put this front and center. It's on our website, our mission statement. This is who who we feel called to be as a church body. We feel called to be equipping people to be passionate disciples of Jesus Christ. Equipping people. Like there's things as a body, whether that is the staff, elders, deacons, life group leaders, just all of us in relationship, we wanna be equipping each other. We want to help each other to grow in knowledge of who God is and walking in relationship with him, We want to equip. But listen, the reason we equip people is the ministry happens within the body. I'm not the minister. Alex is not the minister. Like the staff has some functions that we fulfill, but we are the body of Christ and we are fulfilling the mission of God first and foremost and then the mission within this local body. And so we want to equip people to be passionate disciples of Jesus. Listen, If you're here in a part of this local body for decades, man, wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be sweet to walk in relationship and live in this city together for a long time? Maybe you're here for a short season, but here's what I know. We are all called to be lifelong disciples of Jesus Christ. And so wherever the Lord has you, calls you, we wanna help encourage and cultivate disciples of Jesus. People who are committed to following him in real relationships who are living their lives in such a way, he's changing us. Like we're giving him full access to refine and change who we are. As men, as women, as spouses, as neighbors, as all the different hats that we wear, that the primary one is we're his kids and he's changing us and growing us. And then listen, a big part of discipleship is not just growing in my own individual walk with Christ, it's being on mission with him. It's letting him guide me and use my life to have an impact in the world around me, all right? And so that is our heart to be equipping people to be passionate disciples of Jesus Christ. And so we gather, that's what we do, we gather. We're gonna be celebrating in a minute as we have many times in the last handful of months um, that we were given a building and a property, but we, we gotta always remember, we are the church and we were given a building and a property. It's not the church. We are the church. And so the life of the body is in the gathering and then in the going out, in the, out into the community and wherever the Lord takes us. And so we are the body. And so then we gather on Sundays. You know, one of the things that's been really fun this past year, and I, I think I'm believing fully we're gonna continue to see it even in more ways into this year, is just more and more people being able to participate and use their giftings, whether it's in our Sunday worship or outside of our Sunday gathering, to minister and to walk. And so, you know, one of the goals I'd set last year is like maximum, I'm gonna preach 40 times. I, I wanna have other opportunities for people to be in the pulpit. Nine other people besides me taught on a Sunday morning last year. It's awesome. It's exciting to me. Um, and so we wanna continue to foster that. The Hawkins are getting more and more people involved in worship. It's a beautiful thing to see people using their giftings. How many of y'all were at our Christmas service this year? Man, what a beautiful expression from art and acting, reading. I don't, I don't know how to define all that. It was just beautiful. People were using their gifts to glorify Jesus. Even, even the way the, the room was set up itself was like communicating something beautiful. And so um, we want to encourage that. And so we are the body, we are the church, um, and the people are called to be in relationship with one another, And walking with Jesus and loving a world that needs Him. Amen? Like that could be the the whole thing this morning, right? The rest is details of how we flesh this out, but that's the whole thing. So I wanna start where we're also gonna end. Um, And I wanna start by talking about life groups for just a minute. And so, um, listen, this is a core heartbeat of our church. There are some powerful and important things that can happen in our Sunday gathering, but then there's stuff that happens when we circle up in each other's homes, life on life, growing in the word together, praying for one another, and just figuring out how iron sharpens iron as we're just walking through day-to-day life. Like being a disciple of Jesus is not morning devotional time or Sunday morning gathering. It is a way of life. And so one of the ways we can grow as disciples is being in real relationship with other people who are seeking Christ and we're learning from one another how to walk with them. And so I, I wanna encourage you. You know, there are other things outside of life groups that we do at times, you know, and we'll talk about some of them in a bit, but like this is one of our core anchor points. And so we just wanna encourage you jump into a life group. And so we have five groups that are currently functioning. Um, a couple of them are full or close to full. Several of them have room. And then we have a sixth group kind of in the works that's ready to launch um, when we've got people to fill it. And so we just, we know there, there are people here currently and more that we believe are coming and we want to be ready to equip and disciple people. And so I'm going to circle back at the end of the service and just give y'all opportunity um, to connect with our various life groups. And so at the end of the service, we'll have everybody that kind of is hosting a life group back there. And you can go around and talk and connect. If you're in a group, man, that's awesome. Keep going strong. If you're not in one, consider joining one. And so I don't know how well y'all can see that, um, but you can talk to folks. So we've got um, a group right near North Shore, like right around the corner from the church We've got a group in the Cedar Bluff area. Both of those are Monday night groups currently. Um, then we've got a group in Rocky Hill that meets uh, Wednesday evenings. Um, and then a Maryville group on Thursday. So if you're, you're out that direction, that's a great group. We've got a Northeast Knoxville group. It's kind of becoming like the young adults group. T-Bor and Katie, man, you guys are like evangelists on campus at UT, um, and, and the Bohannans have opened their home, and so that is a Monday night group as well. And then we've got a, a group kind of ready to form as needed, and that's gonna be kind of on West, Westland, uh, the Westland-Pellissippi exit near there. So just kind of giving you a sense of the days and the locations, be prayerful about jumping in to a group. It's one of the core heartbeats. We need to be connected and in community, um, and you can jump into one today. All right, next, I wanna talk a bit about our kids and youth ministry. Can y'all wave at Caleb back there? He's hanging out just for this moment right here to make sure you all know him. And Kristen, would you stand up? Kristen's able to be in service this morning, which is awesome. Caleb and Kristen, the leeches, um, just wonderful married couple. They lead our youth and kids ministry. Caleb, if you wanna stick around while I'm talking about this, you can, but if you need to get to class, all right, I'll leave it to you, sir. But you have been introduced. (laughs) So we love Caleb and Kristen. We're so grateful for them. Just wanna share a little bit about our kids and youth ministry. Um, The first thing I want to say is this is ministry. We're not just sort of sticking kids over in the corner and entertain yourselves. This is part of discipleship. We wanna invest in our children. And so I wanna start by just saying thank you. Like most of you, lots of you serve in these kids' classes and it makes a difference Thank you for that. Hang in there with that. I know there's like two categories. I mean, there's probably more than two, but I know there's two categories. There's the people who are just like, man, I feel called to working with children. I feel called to pouring into their lives, investing in them, discipling them. And it like, it energizes you and it fills your heart. And I'm grateful for those folks. And we need more. We're praying for those folks. I also know there's folks who are like, I'm willing. (laughs) I'm willing to serve. And so thank you guys, seriously, for that because it matters, it makes a difference. I actually wanna invite Courtney Salcedo up really quick. Welcome Courtney as she comes. Um, Courtney is one of our faithful volunteers. And listen, this is just a snippet. I think she's gonna share like one story, one testimony, but like we just, we see God doing stuff in our kids all the time. And yes, there are weeks where people go home and just go, wow, that was a lot. (laughs) But there are really incredible things happening within our kids. And we had several stories to choose from to share. And I just wanted to ask Courtney to share kind of a recent testimony um, in our kids' classes. Um, so here's Courtney.
0: Hi. Um, I've been doing kids' ministry since I got here. It's kind of my passion. I love kids. I was a teacher. I... Anyways, but all that to say, the person I worked with a couple weeks ago, Nancy, I don't know if you know her. Nancy. I just want to get, is Nancy
1: she in here? Out. Yeah, she's right there.
0: Oh, I thought you were in there today. Okay, now I'm going to embarrass you. But she was just, really encouraged me because she was talking about how, like, she comes in there with all these creative things and she's like, it's not me, it's the Lord. He's given me these things and it's it's beautiful to see Nancy. I, it, It's incredible. Okay, so the story I wanted to tell, I have days where many of the days, don't ask me the percentage because it's embarrassing, where I just go because it's my job. <laughs> like I said, I'd do this. So I'm here. Um, but I had, it was incredible. A mo- couple months ago, um, there was a child who I had noticed and I kind of been praying for him, not as much as I should have been, but I was praying for him. I wondered, I'd ask him, Hey, do you have a Bible at home? No. i like, you want one? Take one, <laughs> take one of these. He would never take it. Um, and a few months ago after our, um, lesson, he just looked up and is like, I trust in Jesus. And I was like, Have you trusted in Jesus before? No, I kind of knew about God, but I trust in Jesus. I want to trust in Jesus. And um, we prayed and talked about it, but holy cow, like we live in white America where everybody's heard the gospel, and you just think I'm going in there to teach them a little story that they've probably heard. And, anyways, just like what a legacy this kid knows God. And he, um, he's his, he belongs. That's what I just told him, I'm like, you're the, you are, you belong to the Lord forever. Um, and it just obviously relit a fire. Just how can it not, you know, we're not doing nothing. My heart's for discipleship. I love growing that, but what a powerful thing to see a child give their life. And anyways, I know you guys see it in your kids, but yeah. that was precious to me. That's awesome. Um,
1: Thank you, Courtney. Thank you for sharing. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's vital that we're aware of that. Like, yes, we have children. Many of our kids are going to grow up in a home of faith that trusts and knows the Lord. But everybody has to make a decision for Christ. And so thank you, Courtney, for sharing that. Thank you, guys, for the time that you spend investing in our kids. I want to encourage that. And So one of the things we want you all to just know that we're praying and believing for when, when we kind of prayed about how to utilize the space at the new building and with the remodel, we just felt like we really need to go from three kids' classes to five. It'll make a huge difference. It can be very more, more age-focused, age-specific. There's a couple of classes that have a little bit of a wide range of development in there. And so we are prayerfully, um, practically creating the physical space for that. We need the people that are willing to, to serve in there. And so our ideal plan is with these five classes that we have kind of five people who really feel called to say, man, that's my class. I'm gonna minister to those kids. I'm gonna be in there other than like maybe one, one, uh, one week a month, I'm gonna be in there faithfully serving and like teaching and leading that class. And then we can supplement with the willing, <laughs> but we have the called that are in there like weekly discipling. And so be prayerful about that. If that is in your heart to minister to children, talk to us. We would love to equip you, get you ready and move you into that role. And then for the rest of us that are able and willing to be able to come alongside those teachers, go, hey, I'm in there once a month, a couple times a quarter, and I'm an extra set of hands and I'm caring for and loving these kids and supporting the discipleship that's happening, that would be huge. So there's a little bit of a need and um, where we're heading. All right, next I want to talk about youth ministry. So youth ministry has been meeting about twice a month now. They're doing game nights and Bible study time and just kind of cultivating um, a youth group. And so our plan, when the building opens, we're going to have a designated youth space and we're going to have a weekly youth group. Any parents excited for that? I would say, are there any kids excited? Most of them went to class. So one of the things we're kind of kicking around right now, and so parents, we're gonna be inviting you into this soon to have you weigh in. We're we're considering, do we do a Sunday night youth group or a Wednesday night youth group? Um, And we're never gonna feel locked into anything. We'll shift and adjust as needed over the years. But that's something that you could be thinking about as a family, which of those nights would be a better night to really commit to a pretty weekly, consistent gathering. And then as we circle back with you on that, let us know what would be a good fit. And so those are a couple of things we're looking at there. And then another thing we're gonna do for the first time this year is we're doing summer camp with our youth students. And what we've done is we're gonna go to Ridgecrest, North Carolina. Um, We've got dates already locked in, July 28th through August 1st. We, 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 there's a couple reasons. One, we really like this camp. And so these dates sort of went with it. But as we were wrestling it through, like I was talking to Caleb, even as we were looking to finalize, one of the benefits of it being near the end of the summer is the, the rising fifth graders that are going to be in sixth grade in the fall. We're going to have them start participating in youth group at the start of the summer. So parents, I know that might feel like scary territory for you, but if you're ready for your rising fifth grader, they can join and go on this summer camp and it can be a real like launching into youth ministry time. So we're very excited about that. Mark your calendars. We'll have information with costs and signups and all that um, very soon, but we've got summer camp. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. Awesome. All right, next, um, listen, I, just, I kind of already said this a few minutes ago, but I really always wanna stop and just say thank you to our volunteers. Thank you guys for the time that you take to invest in the people in this church. There are people every single Sunday who are in here setting this space up, getting the kids space up, getting the hallway ready, putting signs out in the rain. Ugh, Brian, are you in here? Uh, why don't I see him? He's probably he's probably roaming the halls. Oh yeah, because he's serving even now. Yeah, so he comes and puts signs out in the rain, and now he's making sure we're safe out there in the halls. There you go. Thank you guys for serving in practical ways like that. Thank you for using your gifts and abilities, opening your homes. Thank you to our life group leaders and hosts. It matters. It makes a difference. Listen, there, there are aspects of all the time I've spent in ministry where sometimes I'm just kind of doing the thing. Like Courtney, I resonate with you. There's some days where it's like, I'm just kind of doing the thing. But even those things that feel small or inconsequential, they matter. You are preparing a space for people to encounter Jesus. You are, uh, uh, in, you are allowing there to be space where people can be loved and served and ministered to. And it's not a small thing and we are super grateful. And I believe with all of my heart, the only reason we're in a spot to have a building that's been placed in our care is because of previous faithfulness over the years to love and serve and tend what we've had. And so thank you guys. And this is the Lord saying, I'm now entrusting you with this because I know you'll tend this well too. Not only to minister to the local body, but to reach people who need Jesus. So thank you guys for all that you're doing. All right, I wanna walk through just a couple of calendar things, just let you know of some events that are coming up. Um, Some of these we're gonna be asking you to sign up for or give us input on in the near future. And so we want this on your radar. So here's some upcoming events. Um, You guys kind of know about Easter weekend. Do y'all know it's kind of early this year? It's March 31st, yeah, yeah. It hit me this week, they're like, oh, that's, that's soon, that's soon. So very excited about that. We'll have a good Friday service, Easter sunrise at the Cove Park, that's coming up. Uh, barbecue baptisms, August 18th. I'm, I'm, I'm really believing we're celebrating that on a property that we've moved into. I am really hopeful for that. Um, but I've started to hesitate giving dates because you just don't know how long stuff is going to take. Um, but that'd be pretty cool. after after what happened at this year's barbecue and baptisms to be moved in and be celebrating there. So that'll be in August, Harvest Festival in the fall. Here's a couple of dates I wanna get on your radar. We're gonna do two retreats this year, men's retreat and a women's retreat. Men, our retreat is in the spring, April 19th through 21st. Carve that out. We'll start in the evening after work. We'll wrap up Sunday morning. Some of you may go home and sleep. Some of you can come to church, but we're gonna wrap up Sunday morning in time to be back here for church. And so April 19th through 21st, men, we would love to have you come for that. We had an awesome time last year out at Eagle, why am I, Eagle Rock. My brain wanted to say Eagle's Nest, and I knew that was wrong. Out at Eagle Rock, it's not far from here. We'll have a great time. And then ladies, ladies, Your retreat is gonna be in the fall. Y'all had a great time at the conference this year. We're gonna do like a retreat. I always say we when I talk about women's ministry. You're gonna do a retreat and it's gonna be awesome. November 8th through 10th. We've got the dates already for that. We've reserved a great space. Ladies, mark your calendars, November 8th through 10th. And then lastly, um, in the event category, um, we have been talking to Josiah's house in the Dominican Republic. I'll talk more about that ministry in a few minutes. um, About is there a way we could come alongside and serve them and go on a trip down there? And so we've looked at some tentative dates with them and we're we're wanting to gauge interest in this. And so they had some dates open around the Labor Day weekend. So it might allow people who work to utilize that three-day weekend and not have to take as much time off of work. So we're looking at like a five to six-day trip. You know, two of those days are travel and then three or four days, boots on the ground ministering and serving there. And so we're going to send something out in the e-bulletin over the next couple of weeks, gauging interest. If you click that, you're not, you don't have to say, yeah, hundred percent, I'm definitely going, but we just want to see if there's interest in going. And then we'll start putting together a trip if you guys would like to do that. So very excited about that. It's an awesome ministry down there. Um, And I'll share more about that in a second. Okay. For one of the only times in your attendance at Grace Chapel, I'm going to invite you to take out your phones. Look at that. You can use your phones if you want. You can also do this later. Okay, I want to talk to you all for a minute about this. So church center, church center probably means nothing to you, but church center creates this this kind of comprehensive program. This is done by planning center is the larger organization that does it, and they have this app called the Church Center app. We have been working behind the scenes for months now to transition from an old program we used to use that helped us like organize people, had people's information there, you could give through there, and we've been transitioning over to a more robust system. And guys, it actually, oddly enough, it's going to ultimately save us money. And so it's saving us money. It's a very robust system. Um, And so it does a lot. It's like an all-in-one thing. And so your contact information will be in there. Um, You can give through it, and it will keep your giving records for you in there. You can easily access and manage all of that. Um, All of our volunteer scheduling is in there. When there's events, like me saying the men's retreat, you'll be able to just see it in there and click the button and register and come to the men's retreat. It's just a a really cool program. And so we have moved over to this. We have um, kind of gotten everything lined up and ready. And so it's like live. And so as of this morning, um, we have even changed our giving portal. So if you were to go on our website to our giving page, it will now link over to Planning Center's giving platform. Okay, so you can still give like online through our website and it'll work through Planning Center. You can give using this app. It's just one of the features within the app um, or you can, you can be old school. You can mail in a check, you can drop it in the box. Like all of those are still options. Um, but what happens is if you scan this QR code, it doesn't just lead you to download the app. It knows that you're signing up for Grace Chapel Knoxville because a lot of churches use this. So if you scan this code, you download the app, it'll say, Grace Chapel Knoxville's your church, you say yes, and then you'll just put in a little bit of information, and then it's in there. Um, If you are an online giving person, you'll set things up one time. So the one hard thing about this is, we have to switch over. We have to switch over, okay? So if you've ever given online, and you just go on manually and do it every so often, like not a whole lot changes for you, it's just gonna be a new back-end software. It'll be helpful for you and for us if you set up an account because then everything is saved in there. And then once it's saved in there, at any point you can go on and go, hey, I'm ready to give you know, this week, this month, whatever, quarterly, however you do it, and, and click and give and it's stored in there. Um, But there also is recurring giving. So please listen closely. If you are a recurring giver, you will have to cancel your current recurring gift through Breeze. We can help you with that, but there's only so much we can control on our end. Okay, so you're gonna have to cancel your old recurring gift through our former software, Breeze, and then create a new one through Planning Center. So mom, would you wave at everybody? So uh, my mom does all of our bookkeeping. Kristen's husband, Nick, who's traveling, he's our treasurer of our church. So he kind of gives oversight to that. But my mom does the day-to-day bookkeeping of things. If, if you need help with any of this, she is available. So what you're gonna see is an email that's going out first thing in the morning, Amy, mom. Yep, first thing in the morning, you'll see an email that goes out that will link you to all this stuff. And so you can link, you can do the app, you can go to online giving. It'll walk you through how to cancel your Breeze recurring gift if you have that, all that. Are we good? Okay, was that too much information? Are y'all tracking with me? We're very excited about this. I just know any, anytime you're learning something new, and I'm, I'm starting to realize through this process, I've moved, I've moved into a new phase of life. I've moved into the phase of life where change is starting to get a little more difficult. Like some of you, I won't say who, there's already somebody in our church who just realized this was live and had just started doing it. They're younger than me, I'll just say that right? Like, because it's just intuitive. And so some of you guys are like, this is easy, or I've already done it. It's no big deal. For others of us, there might be a learning curve. Um, And so be patient with it. Thank you guys for hanging with us through the process. We've done as much prep as we can to get ready for this. We realize it might be clunky. Um, There's also a chance we've been using the volunteer portion of this for several months already, and it has its own separate app just for volunteer scheduling. So you may have already been using that app, you can still use that, but the volunteer scheduling and everything else is in the church center app. It's all in one place. So we would encourage you just to make that switch. All right. I've said enough. Was that good? Was that okay? It's funny that I'm the one saying all this because really Alex has worked really hard behind the scenes with Amy Nickel and my mom. They know way more of these details than I do. They're still trying to teach me how to do it. Anyway, so, but that was enough to get us started. Okay, cool. Church Center app, download it, use it. It's gonna be very helpful. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention right here, we'll talk about giving more in a minute, but one of the things we've been prayerful about, it's really been a conversation for at least a year. When we moved here, we just kind of approached things a certain way. And so we've always been very like, I don't know, subtle, not in your face about giving stuff, Like I'll preach a sermon every so often reminding people. In fact, there's one coming up in another three or four weeks. Just reminding us like what the scripture teaches about tithing and giving. Like we don't wanna shy away from what the word says. Um, But being a church plant in a new city, which was years ago now, we didn't just wanna show up and people feel like you're immediately just asking me for money. And we didn't wanna be in your face about it. However, giving is a part of worship. And one of the things we've talked about is at times are we not, Emphasizing enough, like connecting it with our time of worship. You know, the box is back there. There's a little slide. I don't even know if you see it that says you can worship in your giving. And so, one of the things we're going to start doing is just incorporating that more in our worship service, of just acknowledging our finances is another way that we worship God. And so, we're going to acknowledge it in service and just say, Hey guys, this is our time for giving. Now, if you're doing a recurring or online gift, that's fine, but it's a moment to pause while we're worshiping the Lord and say, Lord, You are the king of my finances. Everything I have comes from your hand. And Lord, even if I've got a recurring gift I haven't thought about in a while, I'm thinking about it right now. Lord, this is my tithe to you. This is my offering to you. I'm worshiping you because you are in charge of my money. You are in charge of my calendar. You are in charge of my life. And so we're going to have that be a little more included in our worship service. All right? So you'll see that coming starting next week. Cool. Are we good to move forward? Y'all hanging with me? Okay. This feels like one of the services we need like an intermission or something at some point. Like get an extra cup of coffee and let's keep going. Um, okay, I wanna talk about our missions organizations. One of the things we did last year is at least once on a Sunday last year, we had each of these mission organizations share a little bit, and that's something we'll continue to do this year, but I'll give a brief snippet. And so there's three local missions that we support with our finances, and I, we, we have served at times, but I really want us to lean even more into this in the months and years ahead, where these organizations locally know we're here. We're giving to you financially as a church. I have no qualms at all encouraging you to give directly to these organizations as well if you feel called to do that and that, that we would be available with our hands and feet to minister. And so um, on campus at UT Andrew and Abigail Jolly sitting right back there. Love you guys. They have faithfully served on campus at UT for years with an organization called Bridges International. Um, it's kind of under the umbrella of crew, right? I've got that right. Um, so it's, it's campus ministry specifically geared towards international students. They welcome them into homes. They feed them meals. Some of them, they're just helping them walk with Jesus. Many of them, they're introducing to Jesus, And the goal is to reach them for the gospel and send them back to their home countries as followers of Christ, discipling in their own community. And listen, these are people who are coming here to study engineering, getting their doctorate. Like there's really cool things happening. There's a mission field right on campus at UT. And so we support Andrew and Abigail Jolly. Um, Love those guys. Grateful for all they're doing on campus. Thank you guys for what you do. Um, next we have started participating with the chop. I've gone to the dinners for a year. We've done little one-off donations here and there, but we're walking more closely with the campus house of prayer. You guys know Gary and Rhonda. Y'all want to wave to us there. You can, I won't make you stand up. Gary and Rhonda are there. You should say hey to them. They've served faithfully there for years. Um, man, it does incredible ministry on campus. And really, it's not just a ministry, it's like a ministry of ministries. Like they, they just are this connection point on campus and really all over the city, even beyond campus, um, connecting people in prayer, ministering to people. And there's awesome fruit from that ministry. We had the privilege of going to their um, dinner this, this last fall, it's wonderful. So we support the Campus House of Prayer. Um, and then the third local ministry we work with is the Knoxville Dream Center. Ross Jones over there at the Knoxville Dream Center, they do some incredible stuff. Um, They're they're kind of most well-known, many in the city know them as, um, I think it was Lost Sheep is what it was called for years. It's the Under the Bridge, every Wednesday night forever, they've been feeding the homeless and loving on them. They'll even provide additional services there, dental and medical things at times, giving them... Uh, coats and stuff in the winter time. And so they do hands-on ministry with the homeless, but they also work in title one schools in our area providing help. Um, And then there's several cool weekly feeding programs that they do. Um, They'll show up at title one schools when there's parent gatherings and meetings and feed the whole family. And we've participated in some of that with our life groups where you just go and serve a hot meal to families in need. They also offer weekly free groceries. And so they're are designated areas around the city that are known as food deserts, where there's like an income level and then they're not within walking distance of a local grocery store. And so they show up with the truck and they lay out groceries and you come through the line and you load up a week of groceries and it's free. It's donated. So it's a really neat ministry and we walk alongside and support the Knoxville Dreams here. In fact, Gary, they're doing a food truck with you guys on campus, right? It's awesome, really cool ministry. And so you'll see, um, you'll see us participating in that over the course of the year. All right, now there are some foreign missionaries that we support as well. In fact, this time last year, at last year's yearly gathering, we prayed over and commissioned and sent out Andrew and Dira, the Sorianos, and their precious children to Indonesia. Um, they're a beautiful family. It's an incredible story of what has unfolded in their lives and how the Lord has led them to this point. Dira is Indonesian. Andrew is from Knoxville. They met on the mission field years ago as young adults. Um, and they, they've had a vision in their heart for like, it was 12 years to go serve um, specifically in rescue, rehabilitation, sex trafficking. And they're now doing that in Indonesia. They're helping uh, run a home, but this organization is doing things all over Indonesia. Um, Andrew and Deer are kind of more on the the rescue, or no, sorry, not the rescue side, more on the rehabilitation side, loving and caring for these girls. Andrew's doing a lot of connecting because they really work in partnership with the government and the local police. And so they help with like placement when girls have been rescued. And so there's incredible ministry happening. In Indonesia, we support Andrew and Dira and their work with Compassion First. Amy and I get to go out to Compassion First headquarters in the Portland area in about two weeks, week and a half, something like that. Spend a few days there, just very excited to, to connect with them. It's an awesome ministry. Next is Josiah's house in the Dominican Republic. Uh, my parents helped launch that ministry, how many years ago now? yeah. 2011, um, founded it. Uh, so they were the founders of it. And now it's being um, run by Donna Boone, good friend of mine. Donna was like the adult in my life who was a mom, parent, volunteer when I was like the 20-year-old kid leading Youth ministry, like the kid leading kids. Um, So known Donna forever. She's now down there helping to run Josiah's house along with Julio, who's a Dominican who served there for years. It's an awesome ministry, getting boys off the streets into a home. There's now girls too. It started as just a boys thing. Now it's girls as well. And the idea behind this is not the orphanage model. It's a model of in a home with parents, like maximum eight kids in a home because they want them to experience a family environment. And so they educate them, they teach them about Jesus, and they model what a godly, healthy family looks like. And that is life-changing for kids who come from broken homes and are on the streets. So that's Josiah's house. Uh, And then lastly, Brian and Rochelle Ray. Um, Around the same time we planted Grace Chapel Knoxville, um, Brian and Rochelle went on mission in Mexico. They're in the state of Sonora in the city of Navajoa, and they have Grace Chapel, Mexico. And they have started a church there. Brian's a local Tennessee boy. Um, Rochelle is Mexican, grew up there. They met each other years ago, got married, have a couple of boys and they're doing awesome work down there as well. And so we just love them with all of our hearts and we help support Brian and Rochelle Ray and the work they're doing there. Um, it's been fun talking with Brian. We, we compare notes all the time and like there's little cultural things that are different, but it's funny how similar it is pastoring. And walking with people and it's really encouraging to just talk together about what the lord is doing within our bodies and there's just neat things happening down there so we just want you guys to have a sense have a taste of like like you guys support these ministries when you're tithing when you're giving to the church a portion of what comes in we give out and so i want to transition now to talking about finances a little bit and giving you guys an update here um I'm going to try to move quickly through this because I wanna honor y'all's time, but I don't want you to feel like you're not getting enough information. And so if if you would like to know more, again, I said it earlier, reach out. Um, But I wanna start by talking about the money we gave away. We gave away. And so our outreach and missions giving for last year was, you ready for some numbers now? $39,737.48. $39,737.48. That's what we gave away to organizations last year. Praise God. That was up from $29,457.44 in 2022. So pretty cool to just watch how we have been able. And so listen, as, as we continue to grow as a body, or, or don't, I don't know what the future holds, but if and when we continue to grow, we're gonna continue to give. One of the things that was really on our hearts when we moved here is like, okay, there's things we're called to be and do as the local church, but it's not our job to invent every ministry that needs to happen in Knoxville and beyond Knoxville and other places and other cities and other countries. God's people are at work in our city and around the globe. And one of the things we can do as a church body is instead of let me come down the road and reinvent our own version of the Knoxville Dream Center, well, the Knoxville Dream Center exists. So let's love and support and serve there because it's not about building Grace Chapel's kingdom. It's about the kingdom of God. And so we are committed to giving financially and we are committed to giving our time and our energy to support what is happening in the kingdom, in our city and beyond our city. So there is that update. All right, now our local tithing and giving. Let's talk about that a little bit. So, hopefully y'all, can, hopefully, y'all can see all of that well. So, in 2022, our local giving was $262,262.02. A lot of twos and sixes there. In 2023, that grew to $297,362,82. We also just want to acknowledge we've always had some folks that don't live in Knoxville that give to our church. It's a really cool thing that people just go, hey, we see what's happening there in that body and we want to, to participate in that. And so $16,072.40 was given from people who don't live in Knoxville and don't come to our church. That's pretty cool. Thank you if you're watching this or listening to this later. It makes a difference. So our local tithes and offerings was $313,466.37. Praise God. That's awesome, that's awesome, praise God. Now, I want to be really clear, that is just normal tithes and offerings. That has nothing to do with what we're getting into next. This is just the body of Christ faithfully doing what the body of Christ does. This is my church, this is my home, I'm tithing here. That's what those numbers are, all right? Now, next, we need to acknowledge what the Lord's Chapel has done this year. And so you've heard some of the stories, I'm sure, but they have given to our church and it is unbelievable what they have given. And so I just wanna acknowledge this. They, they gave us a church building and two acres. Um, we've kind of, is this on the screen? We've kind of estimated the value of that just pre-remodel. So before any of the updates, about $750,000. Um we had the the house that we purchased that's next door um that's smaller than this church building and is an acre not 2 acres um and it was evaluated at 380 before any fixing up and if you've been over there with me on any of the days we've cleaned it up it needs some love um <laughs> So we just want to acknowledge that. That's, guys, that's unbelievable. That was given to our body. In addition to that, as part of us merging together, and Pastor David is here this morning with his wife. Can we welcome them? Thank you guys for being here. Everybody pretty much knows this, um, but two Sundays ago, they had their final service at the building, as Lord's Chapel. Unbeknownst to any of us, snow was gonna cause us not to be able to meet here last Sunday. So we have had our first service there, which is kind of amazing. And now we're worshiping together. And so in a part of our, our merging together as a body, besides giving the property, like they had almost $60,000 in cash that's just been donated to Grace Chapel. And so that came in last year as well. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then finally, y'all want a building fund update? So we had kind of initially set a goal of $350,000. We had about a six week notice before our barbecue and baptism service. And at our barbecue and baptism service, we had um, either cash in hand or committed by the end of the year, which it has all come in now, $325,333.25. This is the envelope that it was handed to me that Nick gave me uh, to read and announce. And I just, I found it again this week. I'm like, man, that was a powerful moment. So that's what came in with six weeks notice. Since then, we are up to $361,556.25. We've exceeded our initial goal. Praise God. Praise God. And thank you guys. So if you don't want to deal with all of that math that I just gave you between tithes and offerings, the cash that was given to us by the Lord's Chapel and our building fund, we've had $734,000, $734,051 and five cents plus a building. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it's just a miracle of God, guys. That's all it is. It's a miracle of God. So what has happened since then is a, a, a large portion of the money that's come in for the building fund was used to pay cash for the house and the property. So we own all of that outright. Some of the things that have been happening behind the scene is the beautiful design as you were walking in out there. I think we can go ahead and put um, some of those pictures up. You can probably actually see them better out there than you can from your seat. But if you didn't get a chance, stop and look at that. Um, We've been designing what to do with the church building. We have been having the two properties surveyed and connected together into one plot. That's a requirement to change the residence into something that can be used as a church building. And so there are a lot of things stirring behind the scenes that are in motion. Um, We pulled a demo permit this week. And man, I should have had some way to show the, the video up there. Amy walked through and videoed. We got after it. We got after it. The fellowship hall is like, the linoleum is out, the island is out, like the trim is off the walls. I mean, the kitchen upstairs is pretty much demoed, half the carpet in the sanctuary's out, like we're ready to roll. And so we're gonna start. So we've really talked about how do, we, how do we allow you guys to be involved as in this as you can. And so I think what we're gonna do is every so often, we'll just post, here's some windows of time we're gonna be over there working. If you're available, join us. If you're at work, we understand. Um, and then we're gonna do as much as we can on the demo side and then hand off the things that we could really break or hurt somebody to our contractor. And so they'll deal with things like taking out a chimney, walls that are holding the roof up. (coughs) They'll take care of all that. So things are in motion there. We're very excited. Um, So here's our present reality financially, all right? There's two things I wanna encourage you in. Number one, first and foremost, and listen, this is is not a sales pitch. This is just practical reality, okay? The scripture teaches that all of our resources are his and the scripture teaches that God wants us to give 10% tithe to him. That's what the scripture teaches. I don't look at what people give. It is really nice for me It also means I don't have to worry about offending the person giving the most because I'm just gonna preach what I'm supposed to preach from the word of God and let the chips fall where they may. So, but also you just need to know you're not impressing anybody if you're giving or at least you're not impressing me because I don't know because it's not about that. It's about you and the Lord and it's about participating in the church body where he's called you to be. And so we believe in tithing. I practice tithing. I would encourage you to do that. Um, as we have been faithful in our serving and our giving over the years, as we step into this new season, there's added joy and celebration of having a home, praise God, that we can be in. There's also the responsibility of ministry, like tending and caring for it and and helping to fund further ministry as we reach more people. And so there's just something to be said for continuing to be faithful and generous in consistently giving to the local body, and so if this is church home, we just ask you or encourage you to continue in that. Additionally, um, I think as you can probably see from the designs, where we originally were like, "Hey, let's maybe knock out that one wall, throw a couple studs up in the basement, paint some stuff, and get rolling." The reality is, the more we've looked at this building that was built in the '70s, that was remodeled and turned into a church in the '80s man, we're touching like everything in this building. There's things we need to do to protect people. And so from an ADA accessibility standpoint, there's a lot that we're changing with bathrooms, entries and exits, we're knocking holes in walls to create additional exits, Um, fire safety things. We have to take out the staircase, encase it in safety. I'm not gonna use the right words, Gregor. I've already pointed out Gregor before, he's our architect, he's done a fantastic job. We have to encase it safely and properly and rebuild it. So just, we're, we're touching a lot in the building. So here's what I know. We're gonna need more than we've got <laughs> to cover it. What I also know is we own the church and the house next door. And so we have equity that we can draw from to help do this. But we're also believing God just for some additional resources to come in financially to fund the remodel. And so um, I don't want anyone to feel obligated. Like if you're feeling like, man, we prayed we had a number, we made the sacrificial gift God called us to give, that's amazing. Like in my weakest moments, I stress about it, but the truth is I'm really learning to walk in a place of freedom of just, God, I'm trusting you. You gave us this property, this is our home, you're gonna provide the finances. And so we each individual just pray, Lord, is there a part you want me to play? And so if you feel compelled to give additionally from what you've done, do that. If you, if you weren't able to, it was short notice and it's something you like to do, be, pr- be prayerful about, Lord, would you call me to give sacrificially towards the completion of this project? And then we are working behind the scenes to be prepared to draw on equity and you know have a mortgage payment to make it work. And so we would love to be debt-free going into this. We are debt-free right now still. Um, we have some funds that have been secured that are available. We haven't had to touch them yet. We probably will pretty soon, but we haven't had to touch them yet. So that's where we are. That's where we're going to, to help further this. And so I don't know how well you can see the layout, but we're going to be adding space to the upstairs sanctuary. It can seat 150 people with the new design plans. There's kids' classrooms upstairs, bathrooms upstairs, two additional bathrooms downstairs and a full kids' area in the basement That's unfinished. We're reworking the fellowship hall to really be kind of our gathering spot on Sundays, grab a cup of coffee, visit with people. Um, And so all of that's working. We are gonna go a little on the less expensive side on the house. We're doing, that's more cosmetic. We're not really knocking down walls or anything. We're addressing a couple safety issues, fresh paint, fresh flooring, get that functioning as an office and some additional meeting space. And, and I want you guys to pop over during the week, have a cup of coffee, sit on the back porch, use the wifi. Like I want it to be a spot where the body can gather. So I could say so much about all of that, but we've been, y'all been very gracious in sitting here for a while in metal chairs. Should we buy some padded chairs in the new building or should we? Okay, All right. <laughs> all right. Listen, like I said at the beginning, I don't know if that was too much, not enough, you wanna know more, but listen, praise God for what he has done. We're so excited about what the future holds and we're trusting God. And so as we move into things, guys, not just financially, not just financially, but just as a people, the way we operate, let's walk in gratitude. Like, look what God has done. Let's walk in gratitude. Let's walk in generosity, like generosity of spirit. Like this is our home, but we're believing there's other people who need to meet Jesus who are displaced and are looking for a church home. We gotta be generous and welcome them into the body, welcome them into this family. And so we need generosity of spirit, be generous with our time to love and serve, be generous in our finances. And so that's what we're gonna do. And so we're gonna walk in gratefulness and in generosity in the year ahead. Amen, amen. All right. I love you guys. I'm going to pray for us. If our life group leaders or, or whoever's representing the life groups want to matriculate. Yeah. That might be the biggest word I've ever used. <laughs> want to head back that way. There we go. I think there's little clipboards if y'all need them back there. Um, I know we went over and you might be feeling like you gotta get to lunch, but if if you wanna mingle and get to know some of our life group leaders and maybe see if there's a spot for you, they're all gonna be available back there and would love to help you plug into a group. I'll stop talking, let's pray. Jesus, thank you. God, thank you for the life that we have in you. That's enough. Lord, we don't need a building, we don't need this gym. We've got you and you are enough. Thank you for the life that we have in you. Lord, thank you that you call us into your family, that we are your sons and daughters, that we can walk as brothers and sisters in the faith. God, we commit our church family to you. Lord, we think we've got some ideas here of some things you've called us to this year. God, to love, to serve, to enter into a new church home, to reach people for your kingdom. God, we humbly submit all of this into your hands. God, would you do the work you wanna do in the lives of our children, in our own lives? God, in this community, through these other ministries that we support, God, through folks serving in the nations, God, we love you, we commit ourselves to you. God, we humbly submit these plans before you and God, where you're saying no, help us to hear that and be responsive. God, where you're saying yes, may we be obedient. And God, where you're calling us individually and as a church to give our time, to give our finances, to give our hearts, Lord, we wanna say yes to you. God, we're trusting you for provision. Thank you for what you have provided in this last year. We are blown away. And God, we're trusting your faithful hand to continue to provide for all that's ahead of us. We love you, we commit our hearts to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.